0: Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B. and T.C. on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing.
1: All right, everybody. It's our second hour as we continue to go all the way till 3 o'clock today. Uh, Ken Silverstein joins the program at this time, always on Thursday. He is uh, with us to now, so nothing has changed. He joins us on the Drafthouse 50 hotline. Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Kenny, how are you, man?
2: I'm doing well, guys. Happy Fourth of July, forthcoming. Yeah,
1: same to you. Uh let's kind of get into some of the NBA comings and goings because it's nuts already. And free agency doesn't begin until the actually begin until the first. But the trade between the LA Clippers and the Houston Rockets for Chris Paul, I mean, that's a lot of players and a draft choice for a guy that now they hope will work in the backcourt with James Harden and turn Houston into a so-called super team?
2: Well, I, I thought when I first saw the trade, I guess, yesterday, and I looked at it, and I thought that Houston gave up a lot. Yeah. Um, um, I like Sam Decker. I think if he can stay healthy, the former batcher can be a pretty good player. I like Beverly in the, in the backcourt. He's a very feisty, defensive player. Um, I thought all in all that yeah well chris Paul 's a really good player, great player, um, but he 's not twenty five anymore uh, so I think all things considered, if the rumors are true and, and and there was a falling out, a major falling out between doc Rivers and chris Paul. I think when you look at it from a leverage standpoint, mm-hmm. I think the clippers did i think they did okay yeah um you know i think I think they got some young bodies uh, that can play a little bit um, now did they get anybody a little, of the stature, Chris Paul? No, but when you get a couple pieces in a draft pick, and assuming you pick the right guy with that draft pick, um, it might end up being a pretty good trade. Now, from the Houston perspective, all right, look, Paul and Hardner are going to be a tremendous uh, backcourt, but does that close the gap with Golden State? No, I don't think so. Uh, one, because Paul's not a great defensive player, he's in his early 30s, so whatever lateral defense skills he might have had when he was 25 he doesn't have now at this stage of his career so he's a big name he's an all-star type player he'll score he'll 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 handle the lock he'll give out assist uh he's a really 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 good player but if you're asking and i think you are does it close the gap at golden state no i don't think it does so
3: uh ken let's go down this road You get a call from James Dolan in between a set as he's playing at CBGBG or something in New York. And he says, Ken, I need your thoughts. As we rebuild this thing, does it make sense to rebuild for 2018, 2019? Or are you thinking more big picture with the Warriors the way they are, with LeBron looking like he's going to be superhuman for another two, three, four years? Does it make more sense to completely break this thing down and saying, we're not in a win-now mentality. We're not even building for the next couple of years. We're building for five years from now.
2: Well, I just don't know if that'll work in New York. Um, Brooklyn is doing the same thing, uh, but they're doing it not because of a master plan, but because they botched a bunch of deals, particularly uh, the deal with Austin a few years ago. that gave them what was left of Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and so forth. So. You, I think you can do that, Trent, if you're in a smaller market and maybe another team in town will distract the fan base. But in New York, that's a tough sell. That mm-hmm. really is. Uh, You've got very expensive seats. They need to sell those seats. So I don't think in New York, particularly with the Knicks, which is allegedly or should be one of the motherships of the NBA. They're not. They're far from it. But – they should be. Uh I, I I don't know if that's gonna work. I think you can I think you can do that in Salt Lake City, for example. I think you can do that in some other markets. But I don't think you can do that in New York with that time frame. So with that said, they gotta figure out what what they're gonna do with Carmelo. The latest is that if they buy him out, he'll go to Cleveland and join his buddy uh LeBron James. Um I wouldn't do that at this point. If I'm in New York, I'd still well, first, I try to see if it can be worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it can't be worked out, then I'm a burden a hand guy. I'm not going to buy him out and let him walk and get nothing in return, other than maybe saving a few shekels, okay? To Mr. Dolan, a multi-multi-billionaire, a few shekels ain't going to make a difference to him. So if I can get anything for him, even a warm body with blood flowing through whomever's veins, I think I'd do it. Uh, they're obviously trying to get more than that. And I get it. You don't want to give up Perennial All-Star for nothing. But if you're backed into a corner and that's the best option, then I would, if you can work around the no trade clause and he's willing to go somewhere, then that's the best route to go. Who knows what they're going to do? They don't have a GM. Hmm, Sounds like Cleveland. They don't have a GM. Um, They're looking at Toronto's GM. David Griffin, the former Cleveland GM, right. uh, might be a possibility also. I think it's going to be one of those two guys who are going to get the gig. Uh, so they're in a tough spot because they don't have a lot of talent. And the East, particularly with Boston lurking, depending on what they do, the Knicks are a long way off from being a big boy in the Eastern Conference.
1: All right, there's so much talk about top players. One, Carmelo Anthony. The other is still Paul George. Is it still Cleveland trying to get Paul George? And if so, can they still keep Kevin Love, or is it Love who would have to go no matter what?
2: Can you come up with a better word than desperately? (laughs) (laughs) Desperately. Let's put it this way. They're like somebody in the Sahara Desert that's crawling for some water. They're crawling, okay? They see it on the horizon, but they don't know if they can go from A to B to get there. Uh, Yeah, they are are so enamored with Paul George. They will about do anything to pull this off. Kevin Love will have to be involved. Um, You hear Denver. Denver's been out there now for a week or so. You've heard Phoenix before that. Um, The latest rumor was, and I don't know how you work this, but I can see why Paul George would want this, George's people are saying to LeBron James's people, look, hey, if LeBron tells us he's going to stay in Cleveland, we'd be more interested in coming to Cleveland via trade or as a free agent. But if we can't get that commitment out of LBJ, then maybe just maybe we're not so hot to trot to come to Area Code two one six. Because be because he's Cleveland. only
1: he's only got one year left on his deal. One right. year,
2: right. And he wants to know what LeBron's gonna do. Yeah, I can I can now understand if he's traded that. and he doesn't yeah. have any say in it particularly then he's got to work in a different way. If I'm a betting man and I'm not, but I will be with this conversation. I don't know what Danny Ainge is waiting for. He's got all these draft picks. He can give up a couple guys, the Avery Bradley types, uh, the Marcus smart types, uh, the Jay Crowder types, the Kelly Olenek types. I- I'll give you two of those guys. And, you know, uh, high first-round pick mm-hmm. and take the chance that I can re-sign him after one year. And even if I don't, no one can say that at least I didn't try to close the gap with the Cavaliers and maybe have a chance to beat the Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference in seventeen, eighteen. So I would do it. I don't know what he's waiting for. Um, he's got all the pieces. He's got multi, multi, multi-draft picks. He's got, except for Isaiah Thomas, who we, I don't think he'll trade. I wouldn't do it. Um, he's got a bunch of B-actor players, no leaning men particularly, but a bunch of people always get a gig, always get a role in a movie. Trade some of these guys to Indiana and get Paul George and then roll the dice. You can re-sign him. And if you don't, it's not like he gave up LeBron James for him, okay? It's not like he gave up Kobe Bryant in his prime for him. He gave up potentially Marcus Smart or Jay Crowder or, or Partridge in a pear tree for him. And these are nice NBA players, Or these are not superstar, change the program type of guys.
1: Okay.
3: Want well, to go to some baseballs? Is that all right, Jimmy yeah, B? Yeah, good. I'm going to ask you about the Indians here in a moment as I'm keeping an eye on them with my twins in contention. But first, did you see the story yesterday from 538? Baseballs are juiced. Are you uh, a, a belief of this phenomenon, the baseballs are different, and that's leading to this new home run era?
2: Something's going on. I'm seeing people take it to the opposite. Look, if Aaron Judge hits a home run to the opposite field, okay, I'm not real concerned. Yeah. He's 6'7", six, six, 275, 280 pounds. He's hitting 330-something. I'm not worried about Aaron Judge going opposite field. But I'm seeing people hit home runs, right-handed people, right-handed hitters hitting the ball over the fence to right center. I'm seeing left-handed hitters hit the ball the opposite way to the left center for home runs, and that should not be happening as much as it is. So there's something going on. I don't know what it is. I can't prove it, but my eyeballs tell me something's happening. Uh, you got guys – I mean, no one's going to hit – judge is not going to hit 60 home runs, uh, but no one's going to hit 60. But you're going to have a lot of guys hitting 30 – or more this year, and when you look at the list, you're going to look at it and go, hmm, these are career numbers, or wow, where did this guy come from, and why are these numbers so lofty? So are they juiced? Something's happening. I I don't know what's happening. Um, One thing a lot of – I picked up recently, even talking to someone the other day, I was at the ballpark last night uh, for the Texas game against Mm -hmm. the Indians, and I was talking to somebody, who said to me, watch watch how guys are being pitched now. A lot of guys on the mound are trying to pitch people up uh, because they feel the hitters in the American League particularly um, have become so used to swinging at stuff low in the zone. They have uppercut swings. Uppercut swings lead to fly balls. And if these balls are juiced, fly balls have a way of leaving the yard. So a lot of folks are trying to get people out up in the zone. <coughs> excuse me, to see if they can get them out. But something's going on. I don't know if they're juiced or not, but something's happening because not all these stadiums are Denver, okay? Right. I get yep. it in Denver, but I I don't get it everywhere else in MLB.
3: Yeah, I, I was reading the article, and I'll be honest, uh, my eyes started to roll back into my head. I mean, there, there's numbers in here and re- air resistance and drag and all yeah. kinds of things. I mean, it was above my, above my thinking level and uh, Ken, uh, made it a little bit more difficult to understand. <laughs> But something's off. Something's off, and and it's also coupled with what has happened across baseball, where striking out doesn't matter like it once did. You got a guy that hits forty homers and strikes out two hundred twenty times. You're fine anymore in baseball. It, it's it's going back to the old days, back in the seventies uh, with the Orioles. You know, three run homers. That's yeah. what people are shooting yeah. for.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's Earl Weaver ball, and mm-hmm. and and that's right on point. And you're seeing that, and it's a lot like the analytics of the NBA where the mid-range game from 12 to 15, 16 feet have gone bye-bye for the most part. They either want you to shoot a three or drive to the basket, get an easy shot, lay up, dunk, that kind of deal, or get fouled Mm -hmm. and hit 80 or 90 percent from the foul line. The in-between game, the NBA has gone for the most part uh, bye-bye. One of the very few guys that I see, and granted, I see him all the time locally, would be someone like Kyrie Irving, who has a very good middle-range game, but a lot of guys, It's like, it's like Siberia to them. Seriously. They get in the middle of the lane and they go, oh, I can't, I can't get here. No, no. I'll pass the ball out to three or someone to shoot a three or I'll pass it to someone cutting to the basket or they think it's a floater, a layup, get fouled, go to the foul line, shoot foul shots. It's the same thing in baseball. It's hit the ball, hit the ball and move a runner with one base. You know, let's say you got a guy in second, nobody out. You want your batter to ground ball right handed hitter. Let's hit the ball to the right side. Move the runner to the third so there's one out. So then the next guy up can hit a sack fly or something and get him home. No. We we don't even see that now in that used to be national league baseball. You're not even seeing that much now in the national league, and you never see that in the American League. Because like Trent said, you get you're shooting for forty homers or whatever, and if you strike out two hundred plus times, it's just the um, it's just doing business. It's just mm-hmm. part of doing business.
1: Right, right. Do you see the National League Central division with Milwaukee, the Cubs, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and St. Louis as nobody really wants it? It's just going to be the team that doesn't play as bad as everybody else the rest of the way that's going to win that division?
2: It's the latter. They're not very good. i. I watched the Cubs last night. They got in all kinds of issues. Yep. Obviously, with Montero, they Jettison him. Bryant's now hurt. Hopefully, he won't be out too long. Uh, that looked nasty. Uh, now they're saying it's an ankle injury, so maybe not as bad as it once uh, thought to be. Thank Goodness, because he's a great player. Uh, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. Uh, you you could win that with division with eighty five wins. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if you had said to me before the season, I'm thinking, well, the Cubs won. Hundred plus, they won the World Series. All right, maybe a we'll little drop off. We'll win ninety five to ninety eight. There's nobody in that division who's going to win ninety five games. It's just not going to just not going to happen. So, it's the latter of what you mentioned, Jim. It's going to be just who has maybe one streak. Maybe somebody gets hot in September and wins five six in a row. Everybody plays head to head for the most part in September, and that might be the the diff, the differential uh, between Team A and Team B. But uh, no, very disappointing division. And everybody in the National League West must be thinking, particularly the big three and even you know, Colorado scuffling right now, they must all be thinking to themselves, man, oh, man, if we were in the Central, we would be running. Oh, this thing would have been over by Memorial Day. Forget July 4th. This thing would have been over by Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. But you got Arizona, the Dodgers, and the Rockies, even though they're not playing well right now. Those three are all playoff potential. teams, And then the East, you know, you got got the Nats, and uh, that's about it. So uh, with the
3: Indians, the team the Cubs beat in the World Series, Mm -hmm. we've been waiting much like the Cubs for the Indians kind of catch fire. This is an immensely talented team. Danny Salazar, they're going to try to work him back. Kluber was hurt for a while. Carrasco was out for a while. We know they got tons of talent out there. Is it just been kind of waiting for whatever it is, flip that switch and get this team going and, and run away and hide in the division?
2: Well, Kluber's pitching today. He's their best, and the last time I looked, they were winning 5-1. So they're going to take three or four from Texas. Um, I saw the weekend series. I saw all three games against Minnesota. Give the Twinkies a lot of credit. They won all three games. They pitched really well. The Twins did. Pitched better than I thought they would, mm-hmm. and they won all three, but Unless Kirby Puckett comes back, unless Ken Herbeck comes back, unless Gary Gaetti comes back, unless Frankie Viola comes back, <laughs> it ain't happening. It's a nice story, uh, and I love Sano. And if if Bucks could hit 250, I'd be more enamored. I think Kepler may end up being a pretty good corner outfielder and a couple other guys, Rosario and Polanco, and these are not household names unless you're a Twinkies fan, right. are pretty good players. They're not going to be superstars, but they're, they're competent major leaguers. I, I like Santana, I like Burials, I love love Burials. I think Burials has a chance to be their age for a lot of years, but they still need a lot more. And they're probably a year, year and a half ahead of schedule at this point. So it's a nice story, and they're hanging around. There's no doubt about it, they're hanging around. But, uh, no, I think the Indians will win the division pretty handily. I mean, it's, I think somewhere between five and seven, eight games when it's all said and done. They just have gobs and gobs more talent than anybody in the division. And Kansas City, they're playing better, but they have all these free agents. They have to decide within literally a month what they're going to do with Mostakis, what are they going to do with Kane, what are they going to do with Hosmer, what are they going to do with Vargas on the mound, and et cetera. The Tigers are a joke at this point. They're going to be trying to trade people, and the White Sox are rebuilding, no doubt. So, um, yeah, the Indians are going to win this thing. Now, can they get back to the World Series? Only if they can beat Houston, and even though they beat up, on Houston in the regular season this year, I think it's five games to one. Uh, Cleveland beat Houston. I don't know if you can carry that over definitively into the postseason. Say, wow, the Indians won five or six. That means the Indians are going to beat Houston in a head-to-head matchup in October. I guess you could say it, Mm -hmm. and the numbers would favor you, five to one. But I think more astute comment would be there is no carryover from the regular season to October baseball so we'll see, but I think if I think if is going to get there, they have got to get through Houston. And at this point, I'm not sure they can do so.
3: You know, I want to get your thoughts on Salazar. Uh, we know a guy that wasn't part of the team last year during the run because of uh, because of injury, injured again. What is the hope? I mean, is the hope that he can help anchor the back end of that rotation come playoff time and be their number three or number four, or is that kind of fallen by the wayside because? Boy, it's been ugly when he's been up this year.
2: Yeah, I don't think, you know, it's funny when you talk to their people. And I talked to one of their people Sunday for about a half hour off the record about a, a bunch of stuff uh, over a hot dog. Um, I'm a big spender, Jim, a hot dog. I could, I could afford to buy the guy the hot dog
0: <laughs> if he would talk to me.
2: Uh, and a lot of, most of it, well, all of it was off the record, basically. But um, he, um, he is uh, he's way up the food chain. Um, he's pretty iffy. He, is not, I mean, Salazar, he has not pitched well since the All-Star game of last year. So um, it's about three-quarters of a season and a half of last year and whatever of this year. And there's been talk of maybe putting him in the bullpen. There's some in the organization who think he's still a starter. There's some who are concerned with his injury woes, that he can't stay healthy. Um, I don't know. I really don't know, Trent and Jim, what, they're going to do with him i think they have the luxury right now of being patient he's in the minor leagues he was in the akron double a uh, the other day and pitched so he's rehabbing when he'll be back if i assume he has no setbacks i assume he'll be back in the next week or so i guess i'm not sure the individual would not give me a set date on when he's coming back particularly but timetable usually when you're double a Maybe get gets to start at AAA Columbus, Ohio, which is their AAA team, and then uh, and then go from there. So can they win the division without him? Yeah, they can win the division without him. Can they get deep into October without him? Mm, they can with two starters. They would need a third. That would probably Trevor Bauer. pitched real well last night against Texas and got a W. So I'm not the biggest Trevor Bauer guy personally, but um, he would be – he would be their third guy behind the former site Young Award winner and Kluber, who's winning today five one with eleven strikeouts in the bottom of the seventh. So he's going to get another W. Uh, Carlos Carrasco is their number two and is having a very nice year outside of the last start. Their big question is who is their third starter? I think you at least need three in the postseason. That's going to be one of their issues. Who is their third? Is it is it Carrasco, Excuse me. Is it Bauer? Is it Salazar? Or maybe just maybe they make a kind of a mid-level trade to get somebody to come in and be a fourth or a third starter and push everyone back one slot.
1: Ken Silverstein is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Ken, let's go to the NFL before we let you get out of here. Uh, not too much happening, which is a good thing for the National Football League. Uh, at this particular time. David Irving, former Iowa State player, got busted for PEDs. He plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Mm -hmm. Did a solid job last year on their defensive line. Now he's got to sit four games. Other than that, it's been relatively quiet, which is a good thing if you're the NFL.
2: Yeah, particularly if you're the commish, uh, who likes those big checks on the 15th and the 30th and uh, doesn't want uh, any more Tom Brady deflate gate, or any of those uh, side issues. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty quiet. Kansas will open up, give or take, in about 30 days, maybe a couple days less than that, depending if you're playing in the Hall of Fame game in in Canton, uh, which is always, as you guys are aware, the first preseason game. And uh, so um, uh, it's getting closer. Uh, I'm counting the days until college football, particularly. We're we're around 60-ish-ish. Uh, so uh, we're getting we just got to get through July. Once, once August occurs, um, you have know, the college teams in with what I always find funny guys, they call it fall camp. I have no idea why you call it fall camp when you're practicing in August. I have no idea why, but we'll call it summer camp because it makes no sense to me. Yeah. But the Hawkeyes and everybody else will get back at it in August, uh, which, you know, is a little about four or five weeks, about five weeks away. The pros will be in camp in about four weeks. So, um, uh, it's getting there and uh, I know you guys can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, it's the best time of the year. Um, the magazines are out. I just picked up one the other day, uh, and been reading, obviously. I know you guys have been scouring, uh, information here, there and, and everywhere. And, um, uh, it should be a great NFL season, but maybe more importantly, let's hope it's a great Big Ten season. It was at least in the regular season last year. I thought it was tremendous whole mm-hmm. season, not as good, obviously. Teams uh, like Ohio State and others did not fare as well as people would like. Uh, but we'll see. Um, can't wait. It's uh, it's getting closer. When we talk next Thursday, we'll be a week closer, and that's not a bad thing.
3: It's a very good thing. Ken, as always, good catching up with you. Enjoy that Fourth of July holiday, and we'll talk again next Thursday.
2: Look forward to it, guys. Happy Fourth.
1: Same to you, Kenny. Thank you. Ken Silverstein on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway. West Des Moines, good stuff out of him. Uh, Kyle Schwerber, by the way, his second at bat, uh, hit into a double play.
3: Oh, a double play. Well, we told you uh, right at the end of the first hour, there was a perfect game going on in Yeah, Detroit. what happened there,
1: young man? Uh, gave up a hit. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> as soon work. as we talked about it? Yes. So, so people are blaming us. Hey, does that bother? When, when, I, when announcers mention something and everybody goes, oh, God, you never should have said anything. You now jinxed you jinxed it. him.
3: It's stupid. You don't jinx anything. There aren't such things as jinxes. They don't
1: hear us. And even if they do, it still doesn't jinx anybody.
4: No, Come on. I get know. out
1: of here with that garbage. I don't, but that's, you get that all the time. USOB, you jinxed them. Jinx. What else are you going to tell me about? I'm just saying that that's what we get. From that from people sometimes. Roll your eyes and move on. Oh, I do. do. Yeah, I know. I do. Coming up at one forty, we got more baseball talk. Zach
3: Reimer is gonna join us. On the other side, though. I got some numbers for Jimmy B. Okay. We'll dig into some football numbers coming up as we go inside the numbers next. Jimmy B and T C and the big talker. 1700 live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios.
0: The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News, Talk, Sports. 1700 KBGG.
3: wolfconstruction.net
4: Find hot 4th of July savings at G&L Clothing. Just arrived. Chaps polo shirts for only $19.17 each in all sizes. Pocket t-shirts and Lord Daniel polos are only $12.99 each or two for $19.17. Carhartt women's v-neck t-shirts are also $12.99 each or two for $19.17. The deals are hot at G&L Clothing 1801 Ingersoll. g Clothing Open Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights till 8. Bryce's lifeless body slumped over the piano keyboard. His forehead played a dissonant chord that reverberated throughout the hall. Not his best performance, I thought. I opened the back of his neck with my screwdriver. A couple of fresh bars of lithium
5: brought him and the music back to life. I am sure that someday, he will do the same for me. If this 20-second performance made you feel something... Imagine what an entire Audible book can do. Visit audible.com to start your free 30-day trial.
0: If you're familiar with cloud computing, you probably know that Amazon Web Services offers a complete set of secure compute, storage, application, and deployment services that help companies launch and scale their IT infrastructures
6: while lowering costs.
0: But did you know that you're still responsible for protecting your own AWS-based assets, meaning your applications and data, from advanced cyber threats? Protect your AWS with Barracuda Network's Advanced Firewall Solutions. Visit AWS Marketplace or barracuda.com slash AWS to learn more. Celebrate Independence Day by saving big money during Menard's 4th of July sale. There are simple steps you can take to make your lawn and garden great. Mastermark's Master Gardener Lawn Edging blocks the spreading of grass and weeds while creating a neat border. It's flexible, durable, and easy to install. Get a 20-foot roll of Mastermark's Master Gardener Lawn Edging for only $2.99. Now during Menards 4th of July sale.
4: Save big money at Menard. more sports but you want more sports rockstar satellite can fix that with free next day installation on direct tv call rockstar satellite 515-262-STAR call today for next day installation
7: 515-262-STAR
6: See you soon.
0: Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG live from the Wolf Construction Studio sponsored by
1: Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody. So you got numbers here that you want me to look at. You know me and math. Yes. I struggle in that arena. Not one of your strengths. Uh, no, be. no. But you're still going to throw stuff at me is what you're telling me. Yeah, well, here's the first thing I wanted to ask you. Okay. And before we get into some football numbers,
3: I, I found this little tidbit today that I ran across pretty shocking. Shocking? Which sport, which college sport Yes. has the most transfers? I thought it would probably be college basketball. Sure, right? It's an epidemic. We hear that all the time. Seven hundred plus oh, every right. every it, year. It's it's an ep ap- epidemic that oh the it is absolutely ruining collegiate sports. Well you'd be wrong. Oh. So your second guess would be what? Lacrosse? No. <laughs> uh, football. Yes. It'd be football. Uh you'd be wrong about that as Are well. Are you serious, yeah. really? Yeah. Is it baseball? Well, I'm scrolling through here to see what the actual uh, number is uh, okay. of all the different sports that are out there,
1: but going through. It's got to be a sport where so many teams play. Going through. Still going through. Okay. Well, it won't pop up here. Oh, shoot. Now you had me curious. I, You would have thought that it would have been
5: I thought it would be basketball. Basketball. Yeah, that's what everybody talks
1: about. Because you have two, three, sometimes even more guys that transfer out of a program in one year. Well, number one on the list is? Yeah.
3: Beach volleyball. What? 14% of beach volleyball players transfer in their collegiate careers. How many schools have beach volleyball? The West Coast schools. Florida, probably. Good question. Uh, For men's sports, number one? Yeah. Soccer. Those little pansy
1: guys transfer more than the basketball guys? Who are you to call a soccer player a pansy? They run around and kick. That's what they do. And then they fall down like they're shot, get carried off the field. Mr. Tennis over there is calling soccer players pansies. There's some serious things that take place in tennis. Really? Yes. Like what? I threw a racket at a guy once. Okay. Yeah. But there's no actual contact. In tennis. Well, you can hit to... them with a ball.
3: Right. And if you're athletic enough, the, the guys that you play against anymore probably aren't, but... Not no, gonna get they're in, they're in wheelchairs.
1: Right. <laughs>
3: College soccer players, pansies. Yeah. You're a, you're a tennis guy. They're...
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. They're all... First off, I hate the offside rule. It's a deplorable rule. Why? Because it takes excitement out of scoring. You get on the attack, you kick the ball up, everybody runs forward. Flag goes up, offside. You never have for the most part a fast break. But that's the sport. Yeah, I know it is, but it's that's why it's You're so Americanized you cannot see the beauty of something different. Soccer games and in the old North American Soccer League on TV they went to a what they called a thirty-five yard line, kind of like the blue line for hockey. Puck goes in, then it's on. They went to that, and it was great. Yeah, so great that I can't wait till the next
3: North American Soccer well, okay. Match league that, league that I see. It, it folded because it
1: sucked. It didn't. It's fold not it sucked. soccer. Oh my gosh! It's not the sport just because it isn't what you want. It's a little pansy crap that they do. Oh, unbelievable. All right. So what were your so anyway, it's soccer. Is soccer. it men's soccer or just soccer yes, of of men's sports? So more men's soccer players transfer Correct. than men's basketball. Than basketball men's second
3: sp- on the list for uh, men's sports. Tennis is tennis? third. Are you serious? Skiing is fourth. Track wow. and field, golf, and then you finally get down to football.
1: How's that Iowa and Iowa State ski team? At six point eight,
3: <laughs> women's sport leading the pack: beach volleyball, followed by tennis. What's up with all these tennis players transferring? (laughs) Must be prima donnas like Jim Brinson. We're coming back. We're talking baseball on the other side. Zach Reimer's going to join us here, Jimmy B and TC. From the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios, we're back in a moment.
1: Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking
0: to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right on you,
1: 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker 1700 KBGG.
4: Celebrate the holiday with great savings during Lowe's Go Forth event. Make your patio a happenin' hangout for family and friends with up
5: to 25% off select patio furniture and outdoor decor. And your guests are gonna be hungry. So be prepared to grill with a two-pack of Kingsford Charcoal, now for just $9.88. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Patio and Charcoal offers valid while
3: supplies last in U.S. only. Charcoal offer limited to two bags per customer, 628 through 75
8: Get to JCPenney for final markdowns starting this Wednesday. Find our absolute lowest prices on thousands of select items with final markdowns up to eighty percent off. Plus, starting Thursday, get an extra twenty percent off with your JCPenney credit card and coupon on select items throughout the store and at JCP.com. Save up to eighty percent on final markdowns at JCPenney. Hurry and Saturday—that's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid six twenty nine seven four. Credit offer subject to credit approval. Clearance license, vary by store supplies last. Savings off regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. Some exclusions. See
0: store jcp.com for details. Napa know-how. When you buy AC Pro Refrigerant at Napa for $33.99, it comes with a pressure gauge, quick connect hose, and refrigerant to make just about any car cool again. Old cars, new cars, brown cars, even cars with hand crank windows. If it has four wheels and an air conditioner, AC Pro Refrigerant for $33.99 can make your car cool. Literally. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, offer expires 63017. 1700 KBGG backs the blue, and we'd like you to back them too. Each week, go to our website at 1700KBGG.com and nominate an officer who does an outstanding job. Tell us why that officer deserves a special salute. We'll select an officer weekly, share their story online and on the air, and present them with a special certificate. And bring their department some Brugger's bagels. Help back the blue at 1700KBGG.com. TV one hundred l for internet equipment, non-return interface and conditions. play. call for details. Offerings 121.17. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B. and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing.
1: Here's Jim and Trent. Hey everybody, welcome back in. We roll all the way until three today. Zach Reimer, Major League Baseball Bleacher Report. On the way as our guests will get into uh, some Major League ball and uh, see what else uh, some other people seem to think about the suckiness of the Chicago Cubs. With all of the issues that they have had, and with what transpired last night, Bryant rolling his ankle at third base, John Lackey struggling to get anybody out, even the popcorn vendor. And here we are, once again, waiting for the Cubs to so called flip the switch. And just like when I got a couple of texts from people, texts from people, pardon me, have to say it correctly, uh, and they indicated it says from Seth. This season for the Cubs just shows me how special last year was. Ball bounced right in 2016, not so right in 2017. And then, Jeff, earlier today on the program, Cubs will go on a second-half run, win the division by 10 games. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm still in that thought process. I I am not in that thought process now. We'll
3: see what Zach Reimer has to say Yeah, really. Bleacher Report lead MLB writer as he joins us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Zach, we've been talking here really throughout this week about the Cubs. Yesterday, the craziness after the uh, comments from Mel Galmontero last night, a rough start out of Lackey. It, it's been a rough, rough sledding here for this Cubs team and just haven't been able to gain a traction on the year. Where do you think this thing goes for the Cubs this season?
7: uh i feel like i've been trying to answer that question since day one yeah, okay. so i mean we're three months into the season and it's it's weird how it's impossible to get like a grasp on this team and what it is and you know what is going on at any given time uh my sense in the in the beginning was that you know it's not injuries that's killing this team it's just guys not living up to their their talent level right i think it's it's something I it's a I've been beating since day one uh, and halfway through the season it's still the case and you know we're no longer in small sample size territory so you have to wonder if it's just not there this year uh, I think the the one thing that still remains true though is that the NL Central is not running away from them they're not going to drop out of the race unless they play even more poorly than they have so far so there's still hope and the hope is that just you hope the guys get it together and that the injury bug doesn't swoop in and completely wipe them out, uh, which means we can't afford any more Chris Bryant twisted ankles or whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, the Cubs are uh, a mystery wrapped in an enigma, or been, however that quote goes. But they're, <laughs> they're tough. Uh,
1: we keep thinking that, and fans keep thinking, well, after the All-Star break, they get to the trading deadline, they'll make a trade for a big-name pitcher. Do you see that happening? Or do you really think the teams will indeed engage them with a big-name trade?
7: I think it's certainly possible. Uh, and you have to figure, going back to what I said earlier, they're not being left behind by these NL Central race. That kind of right. pretty much gives them no choice but to kind of maybe not go all in, but certainly you know make a push for it. Uh, you know, I think the, they're – If they're going to make a big deal, I have to figure their options are going to be relatively limited. Because if you're going to pay a big price for a big-name pitcher, the one thing you don't want, given where this team is, is a rental. Mm -hmm. My thinking is, and this is just my speculation, is that if they're going to go after a big-name pitcher, it's going to be somebody that can control for several years, like a, a Sonny Gray or a Jose Quintana uh, or uh, Chris Archer although I doubt he's available given the way the Rays are playing but uh that would be my suspicion It's just they're not going to put all their eggs in just going for it this year it would have to be a guy that they can you know keep in the fold beyond this year because you know even if this is this year is does turn out to be a rough one they're they're going to be back next year and beyond so that would be my suspicion there
3: you know uh more good news for the cubs side of things at least in terms of the rest of the division Milwaukee last night, Chase Anderson leads the game in the second inning, who'd been their best pitcher throughout the season Uh, with an oblique strain. That can be anywhere from a four-week injury, sometimes up to eight weeks. I mean, if that's the case for Milwaukee, you take another piece out of that staff, uh, things look even better for the Cubs. If it's a case where this is, though, say a month-long injury, the Brewers stay in it, what do they do? What do they do come trade deadline time, knowing that, it's still about the future with that organization.
7: Yeah, they're a very interesting team to watch that line time because I I highly doubt you know given that they're just scratching the surface I think of where they can go in the near future with this team. Uh, I don't think they're going to mortgage their future for this team specifically. Um, you know, it's so you have to figure okay they'll maybe be in on some affordable rentals like maybe like a Jason Vargas that type of player. Um, but you know, I don't think that they're going to just completely take their foot off the gas. I mean, they have a they have an open shot at a division title. You got to take something like that. So, um, they definitely have parts to spend. But I would not expect them to completely throw their weight around at the deadline.
1: Having a real good conversation on baseball right now, Zach Reimer, Major League Baseball Bleacher Report on the Draft House Fifty Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Okay, let's kind of uh, run around then. Uh, in the National League, the Washington Nationals uh, are just sort of on cruise control right now. Uh, is this a team? Obviously, they are playing the best baseball in the East with the Dodgers, Arizona, Colorado, although Colorado is sliding now. But the Dodgers playing the best baseball in the West. Are are these two teams also going to be trying to do some sort of deals that they think will help them as well before the trade deadline, or do they both stand pat
7: the nationals need to go get at least one elite kind of brand name reliever, and really it wouldn't hurt them to just trade for an entirely new bullpen <laughs> um,
3: it's
7: it's bad you know it it's you don't really see it as much because you know they have a nine and a half game lead nobody else in the n l a is worth a damn, so it's they're they're surviving despite it but uh not only do we know that having you need to have a bullpen when you get to October because that's pretty much what wins you games. It's really important uh, when those games come around. Uh, but the other thing you have to kind of worry about is that specifically because their bullpen is so bad, um, their starting pitchers have had to work a lot. They're throwing a lot of pitches. They're throwing a lot of innings. You have to worry about them possibly being burned out by the time October comes around. So, you know, it's a song and dance we've seen from the Nationals before where they're this great regular season team and they get to the postseason and then just kind of flop. Mm-hmm. This year, you can, the way they are constructed now, you can see exactly how the postseason flop is going to happen. That's the difference this year. So they absolutely need to address that bullpen. I expect they're going to address that bullpen. Um, the Dodgers, I don't know. I mean, they're, I think they need another solid piece in that starting rotation. They're kind of getting by on Clayton Kershaw being, Really, really good, despite the home runs. But then it's just kind of a mixed bag of guys who are really good, but come still come with injury uh, question marks, or guys who just uh, are, you know, just giving them more nothing more than solid innings. So I wonder if they'll go get another solid starter. But other than that, they're they're probably the most complete team in baseball, maybe even more so than the Astros. So I think they're mostly fine.
3: Zach, what can you tell us about the Cardinals? It's been a a weird season for them. It just it hasn't felt like the Cardinals, outside of a, a run after the bad start, it hasn't felt like we normally expect this team to be. You know, was sent down. Now they send Diaz down. Uh, just all kinds of oddities happening here. Uh, first is Matheny. Is he in trouble? And secondly, what's your take overall on the squad? Uh,
7: it's strange. You know, you go back to the 2015 when they won 100 games, they pitched really well, they hit just enough. they were just a very well balanced team, and last year they had no pitching but a ton of offense. This year they have good pitching but no offense. Uh, so when you know when things are out of balance like that, it's there's really only so much you can do. and the weird thing is that if you actually look at how their offense is broken down, they actually have good hitters from top to bottom on paper. One of the issues is it feels like not, like they're kind of taking turns being healthy. So they're a team where I don't want to bury them because I think what's in the organization as is is solid enough. It just needs to come together and kind of click. You have three months left for that to happen. But uh, if they're going to do anything, you know, you have to figure it would be target a bat. and I don't know where you could put it. You can put it pretty much anywhere in that lineup. But otherwise, I think they can just afford to hopefully just turn things around. So, But they're another weird team, kind of like the Cubs, where it's just like I – there's what's supposed to be uh, happening here and what's actually happening is totally weird. And then it makes me uncertain about what, you know, the meaning of life is it's weird. <laughs>
1: the meaning of life. Uh, let's go to the uh, American league a little bit. Uh, I'll let Trent get into the Minnesota twins with you since that is the team that he follows. Uh, I'll start with Kansas city and they're losing right now at Detroit in an afternoon game. But, This is a team just like the National League Central. The AL Central is a jumbled mess as well. Is everybody going to be, I guess, selling? And then Cleveland, after the All-Star break, will pull away again and win that division comfortably? How do you envision the AL Central?
7: That's a tough one. I mean, I... I'm going to take a wild guess that every team in baseball would love for the Royals to sell because they have so many you know, free agents to be and other parts that they can give off, whether it's a Mike Moustakas and Eric Hosmer, Lorenzo Cain. We talked about Jason Vargas earlier, Kelvin Herrera. There's a lot of parts there that could really help contending teams, but uh, they've been playing really well recently, and Dayton Moore just generally doesn't seem like he really wants to sell. He wants to just keep the team intact kind of for just keeping for the dignity of doing so after the run they've been on. Um, So I don't know. They're a real wild card at the trade deadline. I don't know which way to lean with them. The twins, I mean, I feel like they should sell because it it feels like they're lucky to be where they are at this juncture. But given that they are four games above 500 in a division that's not running away from them, you you almost wonder if they're obligated to stay in it, maybe not buy, uh, buy, but don't sell either. Um, and the Indians, I think that I still feel like they're the, te- the team to beat in that division. Um, and I wonder, given if the Royals, they're probably not going to buy, the Twins won't buy, if they can just kind of stay the course and hope to pull away. So it's an interesting division for sure.
3: No doubt. uh, Thad Levine, the uh, new general manager of the Twins, has talked a little bit about uh, possibly being a seller, but it doesn't look like any big pieces. You know, if a bullpen arm, uh, uh, a veteran lever, a 7th, 8th inning guy would come out there and be the right price. But the Twins, kind of like we talked about earlier with the Brewers, they're not going to be mortgaging their future for 2017, it sounds like.
7: Right. And you're right about the twins in terms of like what exactly they have to sell. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe Irvin Santana would attract a crowd. Uh, you know, last year we were talking about Brian Dozier a lot, but he's not having a great year and it seems like everybody has a great second baseman, yeah. including the one team that would have been uh, hot after Dozier seals, the Dodgers. They went and got Logan Forsyth. So, um, and Chris Taylor's having a great year for them too. So uh, yeah, it's, they're a weird team and that they you don't know whether they're going to sell and do they even have anything to sell anyway. So that's what <laughs> kind of what happens. You know, they've been rebuilding for several years at a certain point you run out of parts to ship off. So um, that's where they are right now.
1: Man, it's good having you on the show, Zach, as always, uh, always fun talking baseball with you at Zach Reimer, major league baseball bleacher report. Thank you, Zach.
7: It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. See you pal.
1: There you go. Uh, on the draft house, 50 hotline. Middle Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Good stuff out of him as well. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, we told you, uh, hit into a double play. Uh, We will update you when we come back after the top of the hour break and see if Schwarber's done anything else. uh, As the uh, principal park, they continue to play downtown, the I-Cubs. And some breaking
3: news. Jared Utoff on the move. Ooh. We'll tell you where coming up on the other you side here. You don't
1: want to miss that. Jimmy, big, yeah. Jimmy B and TC are
3: the Big Talkers, 1700. Utah is leaving Big D. Woo. Not too far, though. Okay. Tell you more next.
0: 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3. Sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG.
6: See you soon.
4: You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite,
7: 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
0: A Wendy's Frosty is something special. And for a limited time, a Frosty is just 50 cents. An American classic for a classic price. It's not quite a milkshake, not quite an ice cream cone. It's definitely chocolate or vanilla. That choice is on you. Use a spoon or a french fry. Anything goes. A frosty makes summer special. Yep, there's nothing quite like a frosty, and there's nothing quite like this deal. A frosty for 50 cents. Get yours before this deal melts away. Small frosty only at participating Wendy's for a limited time.
5: Offer not valid in Alaska and Hawaii.
8: Get to JCPenney for our 4th of July sale. Save up to 40% on major appliances from brands like LG, GE, and Samsung. Plus, get up to a $500 Visa prepaid card when you purchase more appliances. And get 30-month special financing on purchases with your JCPenney credit card. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Available in select stores. Some terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Financing terms balance 621 to 712 on purchases of $799 or more. Must request a time of purchase. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. Limit one Visa prepaid card by mail as a rebate for address. except in Rhode Island. C store or jcp.com slash appliances for details.
5: Here's the real scoop on your garden soil. Sometimes it needs a fresh start with the help of the Home Depot, where bags of Miracle Grow Garden Soil are a special buy, four for just ten bucks. It improves existing soil with nutrients plants need for strong roots, so they'll hit the ground running, starting with much better ground. Beautiful gardens start with Miracle Grow Garden Soil. Four bags, ten bucks. Now at the Home Depot, more saving, more doing. Bow through July 5th, while supplies last, limit 80 per customer, contiguous US only. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? When a tornado is tearing through town? Or a hurricane strikes? Or is the best time, perhaps, today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. And it's not always as simple as using your cell phone. That's why now is the time to take action. Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
8: One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on
4: Wheels